0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast Show. This is your host, Adam Force. I hope you all are doing amazing today. Um, So we have a really exciting and interesting uh, conversation that is going to happen today, especially for all you email marketing enthusiasts. Now, before I get into that, if you missed the last episode, it was with David Mead. Now, David is a rock star. He um, was actually co-author with Simon Sinek uh, for the book Finding Your Why. Uh, famous book. you probably heard it. You've probably seen Simon's TEDx talk about the why and all that kind of stuff. And we talk about leadership that wins in today's market. And, you know, David has another book coming out. So we talk a little bit about that and kind of be, uh, taking away the, the curtain that people hide behind today and what what really is kind of the future of where business is going and where it transpires is going. So really important stuff and a lot of great insights. So don't miss that conversation. Um, now today we're going to be talking with two people. So we kind of have this little <clears throat> mini, uh, round table discussion. Now their names are Robin Kennedy and they come from a very interesting background. So, um, Rob is a, he historically was a stage hypnotist, which really caught my attention. Um, and you know, Kennedy is a psychological mind reader or what some people call a mentalist. And so these two were out, you know, doing entertainment and shows and all this kind of stuff for over, um, you know, 18 years, relying on these skills that they have to get into people's heads and carve out successful careers in show business, right? They had to, get deals, get shows, get gigs. And this is how they also uh, use that psychology, just like any marketer, right, to get business. So now they are the uh, founders and hosts of a a show called the Email Marketing Show. And their website is Email Marketing Heroes. Now, all their focus is email marketing, right? So this is such an important component to our businesses for so many reasons, okay? Whether it is getting a follow-up sale, but also increasing the value of our advertising budgets right? Because we don't always get somebody to buy in right off of our ads and our webinars. And we need those follow-up sequences because the emails take more time for some people to get acclimated and learn about your business. And all of a sudden your advertising dollars goes much further because you're bringing in more of that original pool of leads into customer uh, status, right? So we're going to talk about the psychology and the insights that they have about making your emails work. So this is a great conversation that you don't want to miss today all right so two other things i want to bring up number one we are opening the doors we've been doing a lot of work with our captivators these are our members in our uh, membership um and what happens is they've been learning a lot about storytelling. This is what we teach. We teach storytelling as the backbone of your marketing, and you're gonna hear me, uh, we're gonna talk about this today with Rob and and Kennedy, because storytelling is a very critical part, whether you're Russell Brunson talking about the funnels, or you're Rob and Kennedy talking about your emails, we have to know how to tell our stories, because this is threaded throughout everything we do in our business, okay? And this is what we teach in Captivate, and we wanna now have what we call a visual story, right? So we've been doing a lot of website design work to create a clear path to purchase and increase sales on our students' websites. And this has been really exciting work that we've been doing because that's a specialty that we have is branding, identity, bringing your story to the visual front, right? So now it's connected, it's cohesive, and it makes sense. And so we have opened up our brand studio and we're starting to take some people in. Um, And so we have a page, if you're interested in applying, we take only up to... Uh, Four or five max Per month All right And so This month is booked up by April, uh, has some openings, and if you're interested in talking to us about getting your website professionally done, um, maybe you want your brand story done, your identity, you you need a clear path to purchase, a sales funnel, things like that, um, this is what we specialize in, is really making your impact brand shine so that you can build trust, earn more customers, but also reduce the friction and get more sales, right? That's that clear path to purchase. So here's where you go if you're interested in applying and just talking to us to see if there might be a good fit and if we can help you out. It's studio.changecreator.com. So that's for our brand studio. So studio.changecreator.com. And we're excited to talk to more of you, see kind of like where you're at and if we can help you. There's a lot of different situations. Um, we work with e-commerce. We work with coaching. Uh, you know, you could be a consultant. You could be whatever service company. That's fine. Um, there's a lot of things we can do. So it's we will do brand story, identity, visual story, those types of things. So if this is something you're in need of to start scaling your business, getting a, a, a more clear path to purchase, build your identity, uh, this is what we'll do for you. So let's have that conversation. Um, Again, it's studio.changecreator.com. And guys, before we get into this conversation, stop by iTunes, uh, leave us a review. We appreciate that support. It goes a long way. All right, let's get in and talk to Robin Kennedy and see what they can share with us to help our email marketing game. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, what's up, Rob and Kennedy. Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. Hey, Adam. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I love email marketing. Some people say it's a dying art. I say it's a thriving art Um, and it's just so important to any business. Right. So I was excited, um, when I saw you guys come across my desk basically, and I wanted to talk about, uh, what you're doing because you're focused on email marketing. So why don't you guys, if you don't mind, just pop in there and, um, give people a little context, like Rob Kennedy, just who the heck are you and why should I listen to you about email marketing?
1: That's a great question. I wish I knew <laughs> um, Hey, I'm Rob. Uh, I have red hair. So I'm going to be Arthur Rob, Arthur Red. No more clues. Uh, nice. I'm going to be using this voice for the rest of the interview. Uh, Kennedy is the, the other one. I'll and- be doing all comedy bits for the rest of the interview. (laughs) That's what he thinks. Uh, So we have a really weird and interesting background. Uh, We are actually from the entertainment world. So I am a comedy stage hypnotist for the past almost 18 years. I've been lucky enough to travel almost, not quite, but almost all over the world, performing my show, hypnotizing people, making them do crazy things just for the fun of it. And Kennedy is a mind reader. Folks in the States would know that as a mentalist. A mentalist in the UK is something very different. But basically, that means he, he uses skills like psychology and understanding people and influencing them to make it look a lot like he can read their minds. Because basically, when you've got that skill set, you basically can. So, with nearly 20 years each of this psychological entertainment getting inside people's heads and fiddling around a little bit um, we accidentally realized that we started a business we started a business around doing the thing that we love right which is entertaining people and so we had to learn about branding positioning marketing charging more than other people but still being busy like how did we get all of that stuff right and so one of the first things that we stumbled across independently and by accident was email marketing we realized we could use email to get client well to get inquiries and then convert inquiries to clients and then clients to repeat clients and before very long, we like swapped notes and said, I've been doing this, man, I've been doing this. This is cool. Look at this. And we were kind of doing similar things. And then we realized that we could apply the same stuff that we do on stage to get inside people's heads and create influence and, and stuff uh, in email to get better results without being salesy, without using gimmicks and hype and the stuff that we see people doing that we that nobody wants. And so we just became obsessed with email marketing. And eventually that led a very national, um, as, as entertainers, you spend very little time on stage and lots of time traveling. Yeah, And so we wanted something to do when we were traveling and more and more people were coming to us and saying, how are you doing this email marketing thing that started with other entertainers and eventually became other business owners from all walks of business. And so when we are traveling and, uh, or when we're at home, uh, which during a pandemic, we've been quite a lot, uh, when, when we're not on stage, we're basically doing a business where we can coach other people to do our stuff with email.
0: Interesting. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, so I guess as far as like the email stuff goes, um, just I guess tell me a little bit about. I mean, you went from entertainers, which I think is really cool. And I love the fact that you guys have kind of mastered this craft of getting into the conversation that's going on in someone's brain, right? Um, not to be manipulative, right. But to, to connect with them better, right. To serve them better. Um, so what, I guess, like, let let me get more clarity on just how you started getting into, using email as a device. I see the transition that you mentioned here. Um, Is this like, how does that become a product? Like what does that look like right now? Just at a high level for you guys? see the one thing that
2: people are usually quite shocked to hear is that rob and i are both introverts which means we actually don't like selling the idea of getting on a sales conversation even though to try and overcome it we took some really expensive and intensive sales training we hate selling we're not really well we maybe are all right at it i guess but we really hate doing it so we, we don't want to get any better so we ended up literally figuring this stuff out how do we book gigs you know when, when you are charging thousands of pounds for a performance. Yeah at an event, how do you do that without having to speak to another human being? That's what we want to be able to do. Because what's really nice is with email is it's predictable. If you write a bunch of emails in a certain way, which are not manipulative, but instead are impactful, are having an impact upon people in a way that excites them, ignites something inside of them that shows them what what, what can be possible. And you can use those skills in the emails to get them to book you for something as maybe trivial as an event, then that becomes really interesting and here's the really interesting thing over the past who knows how many years email has become a little bit manipulative it's like anything marketers ruin everything we get a hold of something and we break it and because what happens is they start doing all these dodgy tactics of creating these short-term wins they do all these things which are like, I'll make a quick buck if I, if I do all these scary, big, fancy, scammy things. And they actually wonder why they have to keep perpetually inventing new, scammy ways of doing things. That's yeah. because you are manipulating people. Manipulation, the difference between manipulation and influence, manipulation is about a short-term win with no thought for the aftermath. Influence is about having that impact so you can help people to get what they wanna get and thinking about that long-term relationship. So when you buy something, look, even if you listen to our podcast, The Email Marketing Show, you don't at the end of it think, oh, I've just been sold to for 20 minutes. That's not That's not how you feel on this show either. We don't wanna feel like we're being sold to. We wanna feel like we're connecting with people. We wanna feel like we're understanding ourselves. We're understanding our problem more. And that's opening up opportunities for us to want to think about solving those problems. So right. it's about, and where are on a mission, Rob and I are on a mission, which i were ta- talking to you all today. We're on a mission to stop the manipulative use of email marketing because how many times do we receive? One of the big reasons people don't send email marketing is because they hate receiving email marketing. Guess what? It's because most email marketing is terrible. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's true. I mean, um, and it's interesting because I, well, now I connect the dots. Like you mentioned, you know, maybe you're trying to get an event pays thousand dollars. Like you got to have a way to connect with these people in the emails for how you were kind of making that happen. Um, And, and, and I feel like, you know, you get so many emails today, how do you actually, you know, be effective in what you're doing and stand out? And maybe it kind of, is there a starting point in the sense, like, I know if I've, seen a few videos of somebody and they kind of really can, I know, I feel like they can support me in some way with my business, like a part of my business, just like you guys, right? You can support us with email. Then if I get in touch with something that you're offering me, I might be more inclined to continue to read your emails because I'm already kind of like interested in what you have to say. Um, But if those emails start, you know, coming off the wrong way to me, then you quickly check out, right? And you stop reading the email. So what would you say is one of the number one mistakes that people make when it comes to having an email, like follow-up series, right? I sign up for my lead magnet or I do something and you know, yes, if I want to serve them more, I'm going to sell you a product that will help you more, but you don't want to come off like the wrong way. So like, what's a big mistake that people are making that might be hurting them?
1: So one of the things that we see all of the time, and everybody has experienced this, is they do what you said. They land on somebody's website. They see a lead magnet or a webinar or something. They register for that. In fact, Kennedy and I were talking about this this morning because it happened to him. They opt in for something. They join your list. And then within hours or days, they receive an email from you. And that email lacks the one most important thing to make a long-lasting email relationship and that's context somebody lands in your in your uh, list and then suddenly the, they happen to get the next email that you happen to be sending out about whatever it is you happen to be doing at the time so you might be on like day four of this big launch or something which is the case in the in in Kennedy's yeah, I mean,
2: let me tell you like literally Corporate. I opted into this guy's list yesterday right yeah. this hey join my email list okay email address in ready to go the first email I get and this sounds like an exaggeration. I promise you just beautiful timing. Adam, this is clever, right? Great. Great timing is th- my first email from the guy is bonus. Number three ends and goes away and expires in one hour. Bonus. Number three. I don't know what the product is. <laughs> yeah. the How could I p- and the product I, I clicked on it, the products three grand. I, can I ever, can any of us buy that product? No!
1: We can't buy that product because I've got no context. And the worst part about that is, is it's destroyed the relationship going forward. Now, Kennedy happened to have a little therapy session with me this morning by talking it out. But obviously most people are not in the game of email marketing. So most people just have this little panic in their head where they go, who is this person? What's this about? What am I doing? This is all unconscious thought. Like none of this ever comes to the fore for most people. We're just freaks. And then what happens is that that unconsciousness is blocking them from being able, able to do anything. So the best case scenario is that they'll just sort of occasionally look at your emails and try and remember who you are. The worst case scenario is they'll disengage, they'll stop paying attention, which means now your emails are just in the slew of unread emails in their inbox, which is, A different story, but that's damaging your ability to get delivery to the people who do want to receive your emails. So for us, it's not creating context the minute somebody joins your list. One of the things that we created is something called the getting to know you sequence. It's our version of the welcome sequence, this idea of bringing people on board. In our case, it's four days worth of emails, one email each day for four days. And those emails are basically welcoming them to your world, telling them who you are and what they can expect going forward. And one of those things in our businesses, is we're going to email you every single day and that's good for you because and then why it's yeah, good absolutely. for them. We're going to yeah. give you tips, hints, ideas, strategies, stories, fun stuff, all yeah. with the goal of leveling up your email marketing. We yeah. tell them how else they can engage with us. You can listen to our podcast, the email marketing show. You can be in our Facebook group, the email marketing show community. You can uh, take part in our Twitter chat email hour. So all of this stuff that they can do. And it's kind of like, we think about it, like when somebody gets on the train and they sit down and they get their seat and they're all comfortable and they put their laptop on the table, if they've got a table, and then suddenly you hear the tannoy announcements say, welcome aboard the 1432 service to, this is how it happens in England. Anyway, the 1432 service to Bristol in England, um, and then etc. Uh, and then you feel good cause you know, you're on the right train or because you yeah, you're, right you're on the wrong train. Right. And that's okay too. Some people read that email and say, Oh, this is not for me. And unsubscribe. That's great. Cause that we know, we know that we don't want them on our list and they don't want to be there. That's yeah. a win-win. Yeah. So what that means now is every day going forward, your emails really quite naturally become part of their everyday life now. Like, so, so that sets up all of the context. It sets up all the win-win framework for everybody. And that that's, so, so that's, probably the biggest mistake we see
0: yeah i yeah that makes a lot of sense and i think people get over anxious to just sell 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 which means they're probably approaching the the business with the wrong intentions to begin with. <laughs> right. Um, you know, like it's just so many uh, everyday life examples, you know, the classic relationship example, you don't go up to someone ask them to get married. Like, you know, you got to get to know someone. And, you know, like on our side, we're all about storytelling because we believe that that form of communication is the best way to build a relationship and and trust and, and do what you guys say. Give context, help people understand, you know, clearly what's going on. So, I love the first four days and I like the train analogy. I might steal that. That's fun. Now, I will say that I have, you know, I used to travel from New York to Philly every day for when I was a a corporate guy. Oh, Amtrak. Amtrak, yeah, baby. And uh, there was a time, multiple times, but the worst time I got on, you know, you go down these stairs, right? You got a train on the left, a train on the right. And I'm in a routine. I got my headphones on. I'm not fucking listening anymore. I'm just doing my thing. Get on the train. I get my laptop exactly like Rob said, put it up start working an hour goes by and i'm looking over to the right and i'm like that's an interesting body of water i never (laughs) really took notice of that before (laughs) and i was pretty much like two hours by the time i asked somebody and i picked my head up from the computer away uh the opposite way (laughs) from philadelphia and i had to go back it was the worst nightmare ever had dinner plans with my wife that night that all fell apart. Um, But you know, it's uh, yeah. So the train analogy, I like when you said the announcer lets you know you're in the right place, right? Great way to think about the email. It's like, you kind of have this curiosity, you sign up, are you in the right place? What do you expect? Right? So um, just such a logical thing that a lot of people miss. Um, And I hear that all the time. So, so I guess, tell me a little bit about what you find is, you know, we got into some of the basics there, the introductory stuff, but it goes beyond that, right? What happens after four days? Like, where do we make, how do we start making the sale? And I want to say, that means, how do we serve people more? Like we gotta like ease them in, put their toe in the water and let them know they're in the right place. Where does it go from there? Like how, like you're the mentalist, you're reading people, but you can't do that over email as much, or can you, I don't know.
2: <laughs> you totally can, you totally can because, uh, okay, so we talked about context and we think about context a lot. There's two things we talk about a lot. One of them is contact, the other one is beliefs. So the next thing we're gonna try and do is create context around beliefs. So you've got the getting to know you sequence that's the four day welcome sequence which is there to build authority build credibility build also some vulnerabilities and there's trust and stuff going on there lots of stuff going on psychologically speaking in those four emails the next thing we're gonna do is we have a thing called the overture sequence and that's like the beginning of a movie beginning of a musical in New York uh, on Broadway there's that overture which tells you kind of introduces you to the product Mm -hmm. So this is what there's really missing from this guy's campaign that I mentioned, because I didn't have context for the product now. So the first bit is context for you and your world. The second bit is context for the product, because, you know, the third bonus is disappearing the bonus of what, that's it, yeah, exactly, like, you're kind of like, what, what are you talking about, so what we're going to do at this point is we're going to tell them what the product is, and we're going to ask ourselves the question, what are the things this person needs to believe before they could possibly buy what it is that I'm selling, whether that's a donation because I'm a charity, whether that's they want to purchase something, whatever it is that we're selling, so what are the beliefs they need to have before they could possibly do that? And the beliefs they need to have are, what do they need to believe about you, the person offering this product or service? Secondly, what do they need to believe about the product or service them itself? Yeah. Third, what do they need to believe about themselves? before they can buy it. And finally, and this is the one that a lot of people, in fact, we've never heard anybody talk about this, and this is game-changing, is what do they need to believe about the people around them before they can buy it? Because when you buy something, whether it's $5 or a $5,000, somebody at some point is gonna say, oh, what, what, what was that? And you're gonna have to go, oh, it was, this thing, and you know they're going to have a reaction. Either that's awesome, or that sounds like bullshit. It's <laughs> going to be somewhere on the re- on on, the, on that on that range of bullshit to awesome. And if you could, if you're going to feel embarrassed about what that thing is, then you haven't positioned it correctly. So. We're going to build up all those beliefs and we're going to do that over six different emails, which each in turn talk about this is why this is important. This is why this is important. Now, this is what other people are saying and so on and so forth. So we're going to create this complete context for the product. But here's the really, really, really important thing. Most people email far too little. The number one reason that people unsubscribe from anyone's email list, and we all feel a little bit sad inside when we see someone's unsubscribed from our email list. Yeah. We know the reason they do that is, and they say it's because it's not relevant. It's not, they sort of go, oh, unsubscribe, it's not what I want. And it is because of relevance. And the reason that they say it's not relevant is often because they've forgotten who you are. And more importantly, they've forgotten why they're on your email list. I got an email last week from some guy called Joe somebody or other. And I'm like, I have no idea who Joe someone or other is. I've got no idea who you are, Joe. How am I on your list? I mean, this is terrible. So I report him as spam. And then I think, I wonder. So I do a search for Joe's email address. It turns out he hasn't emailed me for a month. Well, a lot happens in a month. Think about how long a month is. Really, yeah. how much happens in a month. So, if you email more often, people remember who you are so they don't report you as a dirty, rotten spammer. And secondly, it actually technically, technologically, geekily improves your delivery rate if you email more often.
0: Yeah. I, I you know, I. I'm totally on board with that. And I you see a lot of people like, oh, what do I do once a month? And to your point, like I've been in the same boat. I get some email. I'm like, who the heck is this? Signed up for something, you know, three, four months ago, and all of a sudden you get this random email, and you know, you unsubscribe and report it as spam and who knows what. But the daily email, if someone is interested in what you're doing, right, is what you're saying. It's like you're now in this conversation. And you want to keep the conversation going like they're in your world because they're interested. So if you all of a sudden go radio silent, they go to somewhere else. That's it. And here's what's great.
2: When you show up every single day, which is what we do, we email 365 days a year. We made a sale on Christmas Day. like. (laughs) We couldn't believe it. We, Rob and I like were texting each other going, do you see Slack? We just made a sale, it's bloody Christmas day. How's your turkey by the way? Oh, it's lovely. You know, we, we made a sale on Christmas day. The reason that we can email every single day is because the way that email marketing is done now needs to change. And what it needs to be is we need to not email people when we wanna make a sale. We need to ah, yeah. not email people when we make a sale. We need to email people with a value that they enjoy, they get value from, so that at the time they're ready to buy, we're there, they know who we are, they understand us and they know where the link is to click and buy the thing. Yeah. So we need to be there so at the moment that they're ready to buy, they we're there, we are showing up and they've understood the context, the product, the need, the desire, the the why, they, they understand and they have all these beliefs, beliefs yeah. at that point and the single best way to do that is to tell stories it is it's got to be to tell stories because i mean i'm obsessed with looking at the psychology of story and actually the physiology of yeah. stories and yeah. um, there's some awesome research being jo- shown that that stories physically take up more space in people's brains it lights up more more neurons and what's awesome if you look at the psychology of a story is if you tell a story People hearing that story, reading that story cannot help but put themselves into that story in the first person, which means they have to emotionally connect with it. They have to start feeling things. You can't feel anything about a list of five reasons you should listen to the email marketing show (laughs) podcast. No. Whereas if I tell you a story about something funny that happened one day when we were recording the podcast, you'd be like, oh, that's so funny. I've got to hear that. Why? Because you suddenly felt something.
0: Yeah. 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 Because you I show up that. every
2: single day with actual value, not just saying buy my stuff, then you can email every single day.
0: Yeah. And let's define value because I think that can be misunderstood by some people. It's not just giving away all your how to insights, right? It's it's the what's and the whys. And and I think coming from your perspective for both of you guys, it's entertaining people. Like we don't have to go super deep and spend three days creating a complex email. It could be, you know, a hundred words of a little story about how you screwed up the day before recording a podcast. And that's just, you're creating a connection, right? Is that kind of like, how do you define the value factor?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, we break it down into a a few different things uh, and that we've like, we've, we've gone so deep into this, not because we wanted to teach it, but just because we needed a really efficient, good way of doing it in the first place. But we realized that all the types of value in the world, and there's a bunch of them, really fall into like two camps that you want people to, uh, to, that you're going to express. And that's basically stuff that you want to teach people, stuff that they're going to learn and they're going to be able to go and do something with, and then stuff that they're going to be able to like feel, like it's got an emotional value to it in some respect. So what we find is that a lot of the time, so every single day we send emails uh, and between us, we send four emails every day for different businesses. So like there's no, and we don't work that hard. So there's no like, it'll take me too long excuse here. <laughs> um, and. So we, we deliver value in those emails, but it's very rarely like a really hard, solid lesson. Like we're not, like for example, we're sharing loads of stuff on this podcast. We, we can't take all of this and try and ram it into an email. Ordinarily, it's one little tip, one little idea, one little story, and even the story has value in it. So one of our favorite email strategies and email structures is to start every email with a little story. And those stories can be totally random things. In the last few days, my emails to our email marketing heroes audience have included the fact that I finally, uh, took it upon myself to throw out some old socks that had holes in, but I didn't really didn't want to, but I just chose to, in the end, I, I, got, I found the, the inner strength to do it. Um, Well, yesterday's email was about the fact that I've fallen in love with this horrendous reality TV dating show called Married at First Sight. And I've been binge watching 41 episodes of that. So like these are totally innocuous, random things that appear to have nothing to do with email. Well, they don't. It's not that they don't appear to have anything to do with email marketing. They don't. But then what we do is we transition from that story into some kind of lesson. And so the way that we do that is we just, in our heads, we just have this list of what we call our maxims, our rules, our principles, our concepts. And there's probably, I don't know, we've never written them down. I would imagine there's probably a few dozen or a couple of hundred of these like basic principles. They're things like email more often, deliver value, sell in every email, all this stuff. And then basically what I do is I write the, I write the little story and then transition into this little lesson. And you're basically pulling the most relevant email marketing lesson you can find. And sometimes it needs a shoehorn to make it work, but you need to find the most relevant email marketing lesson or whatever it is that your whatever your industry is and and go from the story into that lesson and then just transition from that lesson into a little offer and that offer for us most of the time it's come and buy this thing sometimes it would be listen to this podcast episode or come register yeah. for this webinar or buy the ticket for this event or whatever and effectively what that means is every single email we send out has a story as Kennedy said, valuable and has lots of psychological benefits for them. The lesson that's valuable too. But again, it's a very soft teaching lesson uh, into an offer. What that means is if they're ready to buy, the offer is great. It's perfect for them. If they're not ready to buy from you right now, that's okay. The offer is almost invisible, not invisible in a bad way, like banner blindness, but like they just don't really notice it. It doesn't irritate them because they got value from the rest of the email.
0: Right, right. You don't hammer them with it obnoxiously. Yeah. And I mean, the story, I think you made a great point. Like you can tell stories about your socks (laughs) or about, you know, these TV shows um, and they can all be used to demonstrate a point, right? Right. A lesson that you have. Um, And, you know, like I mentioned, we are obsessed with stories here. This is our whole Captivate program. So I love talking about this stuff. And, you know, there's so many different ways to mine for stories. And I used to tell stories about the voice and all these different things when I was a wrestler when I was a kid and you know it has no relevance to business, but it has a lesson that is relevant. So I think that's a really important takeaway that you shared for people to understand that you can have fun with this and still make a point that's relevant to what Ooh. you're doing.
2: Totally. I mean, we have four different, I think it's four, there might even be more. I think there is more now because we've just extended. Basically, we've got a whole program called the Complete Daily Email Strategy. And one of the things we do is we talk about different ways of finding these stories. So I thought I'd share one with you right now. I think you'll find this really simple. All we do is ask ourselves, what is the least, what's the least crap thing or the least, the least boring? What's the least boring thing that happened in the last 24 hours? Now, and the reason we're not asking the question, what's the most interesting thing is because psychologically in our heads, that makes us go, oh, what was interesting? Well, nothing interesting ever happens to me. I was stuck at home. There was a pandemic. I couldn't possibly, for whatever reason, think about something interesting. So if you ask yourself, what's the least boring thing that happened in the last 24 hours? You go, okay, of all the boring things, what's the least boring thing? Um, Oh, my girlfriend had to go to the dentist for an emergency appointment this morning. So that's the least boring thing. And i'm gonna start writing the email and here's the thing write the email start writing the story write the email before you know how it relates to your lesson just start writing the story and as those words come out of your fingertips you will start thinking oh that's how it relates almost never When I sit down, actually, I stand at my bench and I'm boiling the kettle in the morning to make my first cup of tea. So that's how I literally write mine, by the way, in the morning. I literally put the kettle on to make my first cup of tea. And as it's boiling, it takes about four minutes. I write the the email. And I just write the story standing at the the bench in the morning. And I've got no idea what the lesson's gonna be. I just write the story. She had a really sore mouth. She hardly didn't sleep at all last night. That's gonna be tomorrow's email. I know it's gonna be. And um, so I'm I'm, I'm gonna write that out. And then I was transitioning to figuring out what the lesson is and then, oh, and by the way, if you want our help implementing this lesson, we've got our membership program called the League of Email Marketing Heroes, or we've got this course or our podcast, right. whatever, to your relevant offer, whether it's paid or a free offer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, yeah. And I like the idea of the least boring and kind of just get it going because people get analysis paralysis. Like, ah, oh, what, what is that lesson? Uh, you know, one of the ways that we talk about mining for stories is we, we do, we teach something called the story vault and it's about, um, So do we. How funny. <laughs> it. <Yeah. laughs> and it's like surrounding yourself, like putting yourself in the story mindset right like you're surrounded in a world of stories so when you're watching a movie and you're watching a tv show and you see maybe something <laughs> happening Have you to got our
2: training <laughs> 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 it's funny though isn't it because we're all thinking about that same sort of thing and that's
0: exactly. the thing Well, you take a note, put it in the vault, be like, Oh man, that was a great way to, they made this point. Right. And you're like, this story made this point. Boom. And you just start collecting like all these freaking stories. Next thing you know, you become a story marketer. Like you're no longer lost for content. You have all this shit built up. Um, I love the way you approached it and just like get the idea, think about it, write it down. And then at the same time, you'd be like building up this vault with all these ideas, but you won't do that unless you're looking for it. It's like, hey, I'm going to buy this uh, Range Rover and you never noticed Range Rovers before, but now that you're thinking about it, you see it everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So same thing is, I guess, you were, I think we're, on, we're jiving on the same page with this stuff. Definitely, 100%. <laughs> awesome, yeah. So I want to talk a little bit and we'll we'll wrap up here, but I wanted to touch on subject lines open rates, right? Um, what are you seeing as like when it's done right as like, Hey, is the 15% uh, open rate totally sucky? Like maybe when people are interested, like that welcome series, like we should be hammering 50% open rates, you know, like, so tell me a little bit about your thoughts on subject lines. Cause I think people get stuck there. I have this, I have the story. I typed it up. It's awesome. Wait, how do I get people to open this email? What's the subject line? So maybe share a little bit about your thoughts on subject lines.
1: Yeah. So first of all, Kennedy, do you want to drop the open rate bombshell, and then I'll touch (laughs) on subject lines after that?
2: Yeah. So open rates are not a not a good metric to 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 look at. Really, they're not. Okay. Like, well, here's the thing, right? Open rates reporting is fundamentally completely flawed. Like it it is completely inaccurate. And the reason it's inaccurate, and that's not to do with which system you use or anything like that, it's because of how it works. So a little bit of geekery for you, in case anybody wants to have this for the pub quiz, in case you ever get asked this question. The way that open rate reporting works is your email marketing platform. So whether it's MailChimp, Keep, ActiveCampaign, whatever you're using, ConvertKit, many. What the way that they work, is they put a little invisible transparent one pixel by one pixel image into your email. That's how they work. And then when you open your email and that image loads by going back to your server, that says to your email marketing platform, oh, that person's opened their email. Mm. The problem with that is that there are a lot and a growing number too of platforms which now actively block that reporting. Anybody opening an email on an Android phone Blocked. Opening it on Mozilla Thunderbird, blocked. It won't be long, I don't think, until Apple block it as well. And the reason for that is, they are increasing the security around emails. Of course they are, they have to, right? As they're introducing more technologies, they have to increase security and other things. So. The good news, so the bad news is email open rate is a is not a good number to to really track as as something that's real. So that's why one of the things when we teach our revival campaign, which is the campaign we use to re-engage and get people back to 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 uh, to, to opening your emails and stuff, we say to people Don't use the metric of open people who haven't opened for 30, 60, 90 days as a reason to put them back into your revival campaign because the truth is you might be emailing people going, you haven't opened for a little while. And they might be going, yeah, I have opened them every day. I love you. I think you're wonderful. Look at you. You're handsome with your lovely head and your lovely beard and your lovely... uh, They they think you're being a bit eager there. So uh, don't use open rates because they're not they're not a very good indicator. What you can use though is click rates because they are really accurate. Because when someone clicks on a link in your email, it actually goes via your email marketing system and then to the page you're sending them through. So that's a really good number. So what is the number we should be tracking? And then Rob's gonna give you some ideas on, on subject lines. And actually, why subject lines are not the number one reason that people open your emails. So mm-hmm. we will obviously gonna talk about that in a second, which is, again, no one's talking about this stuff and we've done a lot of testing on this, right? So um, yeah. the, 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 the metric we do look at, so the the sort of North Star metric for email marketing we look at is earnings per subscriber per month. Earnings per subscriber per month, and the way you calculate that is really easy. You just go to your email system and go, right, back in January, how many subscribers did I have on my list? I had a thousand. Great. How much money did I make from selling to that list? I made a thousand dollars. Divide one number by the other. That means I made one dollar per subscriber on my list. That's my earning per subscriber per month. Do the same for February. And did you make a dollar? Did you make less? Oh, that's a bad sign. You did something that you need to fix. Or did you make more? Did you make $1.20 per subscriber on your list per month? What we're looking for is the trend because email marketing, like the rest of your business, like your Instagram, like your Twitter following is a one player game. You are only playing against yourself. It doesn't matter what my open rate is. It doesn't matter what Adam's open rate is or Rob's open rate is or that big internet guru's open rate is. It doesn't matter. What does matter is, is yours improving? or is it declining? If yours is improving, you're moving forward. If it's declining, don't decline back to the guru's open rate. Oh, he's only getting 12%, but I'm getting 60, but I'm getting closer to his because I'm down to 55. That's a terrible metric. Instead, your open rate is a one player game and your earnings per subscriber per month is a one player game.
0: Mm, interesting. Just before we jump in there, Rob, uh, I wanted to just get clear on the small pixel picture that you were mentioning. That's something that is integrated into the code of the email. Is that what I'm hearing? And that's right. So yeah, that's
2: literally. Does that get
0: triggered it. through preview windows?
2: So no, it's literally a, a such a tiny picture you can't see, it and it's clear. Right. So it's literally all the way that open rate reporting works is it's just looking for whether that pixel loaded or not. That's literally how it right. works. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: And now they're blocking that pixel.
2: They're blocking that. Um, they're blocking that code from going back to the email system and going, oh, that picture loaded. It's about like you know sometimes you open a, an email and the images haven't loaded. Yeah. It's yeah. A similar sort of thing, but it's also not going back there. That's really interesting. But the good news, Adam, is that it's consistently inaccurate, which means if your open rate is going up and down, that is reflective because also last week, when you're comparing it to last week, it was also inaccurate. So it's relative to the other inaccuracies, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so, Rob, do
2: you want to share about the subject line not being the number one reason?
0: Yeah. So subject
1: lines are obviously important and we'll cover some ideas for how you come up with good ones, but actually the primary thing really comes down to, and this is good news and bad news. The primary thing really comes down to a whole bunch of factors, things like the relationship you've got with the list. There are people who I've ended up subscribed to whose emails I will open. And I don't, it doesn't matter what the subject line is. Like, I don't care. I'm not looking, he's not going to catch me out with a clever subject line and I'll open it and go, Oh, Um, so what's actually happening here is I'm looking for the people I like to read from and I'll open their emails if they put nothing in the subject line. And I think that's a really interesting thing that people overlook. What people are looking for is the clever subject line strategy, which we'll get onto. Don't worry. The clever subject line strategy that's going to get people to open their emails because they, because the relationship isn't there. So it's one of the things having like our getting to know you sequence or something similar in place will really help with that uh, and maintaining, you know, all the other stuff we've talked about, you know, high levels of engagement, maintaining the fact that you're going to be relevant and you're going to, uh, you know, talk to people about the stuff that's interesting to them on a level that is interesting to them. But uh, I mean, there's like 12, there's 12 things we've identified as what we call subconscious triggers to get your emails opened. If you, uh, if you join our free Facebook group, which we'll talk about the email marketing show community, there's actually a, a training in there that talks about these 12 subconscious triggers and the subject line is one of them. And then the others, uh, the others are not. So, uh, there's a little open loop for you. However, onto the question you asked, which is subject lines. You're right. Most people get stuck and they get stuck for one of two reasons. Either because they sit down to write their email and lots of email marketing platforms say, you want to send an email? Click the email button. So you click the email button and it says, what would you like to call the email? And you give it a name, like, you know, today's email. And then it says, what's the subject line going to be? And they go, oh, um, uh, well, how can they know? They haven't written anything yet. So what we suggest is if your email marketing platform does that, put anything you want in there and then move on we actually have a placeholder thing which is just the merch yeah yeah
2: don't put like <laughs> any old shit here in case you accidentally press send
1: because we have and definitely
0: i don't i don't
2: send. say that out of fiction i say that of out of sending an email that said any old shit here
1: <laughs> yeah so yes. we uh, we we have uh, by default our templates have just their first name um in the subject line. So worst case scenario, you'll accidentally send an email where the subject line is just their name, which by the way, is a great subject line. So you should give it a try sometime. Anyway, right. um so just put, put whatever you want in there and then get the, that you'd be happy to send by accident and then get into your email. Write the email and most of the time, I like most of our emails follow that story lesson offer structure. So what we tend to do is just say what's interesting, what can I pull out of the story and then work that around to be something that is interesting, curiosity driven usually in our case nothing to do with email marketing again we we tend to pull it from the story or something from the lesson so like a, an example i always give is the fact that at the age of 33 which i am now I, for the first time, have had to buy a mattress. Because like I originally, when I first moved out my parents, I took the one that I had from there. And I've just had that ever since, I think. So I've never ordered a mattress as a grown man. So um, (laughs) I recently ordered this mattress. And when it arrived, there was a knock on the door and I opened the door. And there's one man stood with like a big box on his shoulder like that. And he put it down and I clearly looked confused. And he said, Oh, it's your mattress. And I clearly looked even more confused because I was expecting two men with a big box that was shaped like a mattress. I didn't know they vacuum pack mattresses. That was used to me. <laughs> so this guy went, it's your mattress. And I looked confused. And he said, We vacuum pack them now. And I was like, mind blown moment. And so that was going to be, that was clearly going to be the story for my email that day. So I got to the computer and I wrote it out. And it was about the fact this mystery box has appeared at my door. And I don't know what it is. It doesn't look like anything I've ordered, but it's quite sizable. And that was the sort of point of it. So now that gives me a whole scope of different subject lines, things like mystery deliver, mystery parcel, what's in this box, um, anything to do with that sort of story. And so I think the subject line ended up being what's in this box, dot, dot, dot. Now that brings me on to the other thing you want to do with this is you want to give the, you want to leave them with a reason to open the email. What loads of people do is they they mess this up for one of two reasons or two of two reasons. Number one is they'll say things like their subject line might be uh, the number one the m- number one strategy to grow your Instagram in twenty twenty one or whatever. And then well, the problem with that is if I'm not interested in Instagram, I've got no reason to open the email. Even if even if the thing inside it would change my mind, it would it would make me realize the benefits of it. I would watch the sales video or the webinar. and think oh my god, I need to get this now. They've killed the sale with the subject line, right? So, first things first, that's the first problem. The second problem is that if I've heard you teach your Instagram growth strategy before, I know what that is now. I don't need to open the email, even if you've changed your mind. The 2020 growth strategy might've been something different. And in 2021, you need to be doing this. So I'm now missing out on that because I heard you talk about it what feels like a week ago, but was last year. And I don't know, what the new one is. And the worst bit is when people see the word Instagram growth strategy or whatever, and this applies in every niche in every industry and everything. And I don't know what it is. And I've never heard you talk about it before, but I think I've probably got a good idea. I've got, that's why in copy, you see a lot, the number one way to get more traffic to your website in brackets. It's not what you think that standard line of copy that loads of people use is there because people have their own opinion on what they think you're going to teach. So we always lead with things like if I, put the subject line what's in this box and then a puzzled emoji that gets really good opens and there's nothing none of that is there to stop somebody from opening it um so that's our approach to subject lines
0: Right. So you you build like, hey, as storytellers, we're building tension, right? So that curiosity factor that's in there, you're not being specific to something. So either being very curious and maybe speaking to like a point of drama, the mystery box, it was like shocking, right? Um, Or maybe, and let me know if you guys agree with this, but, you know, kind of leading into the ultimate, um, I guess bent, like, I want to say benefit to them. Like, you know, it could be something instead of being like learn more Instagram growth strategies, it could just be like how to sell more in 2021. And it's like, Oh, well I I want sales. And then I'm going to, I'm going to tell you that you need to use this Instagram strategy. Right. So maybe that kind of is a, a better way to approach these things. Does that kind of fall in line with what you're trying to say?
2: Sure. I mean, one of the things you don't want to do as well with your subject line is, yeah, have it something think, oh, I think I know what that's going to be. So if you have like, um, you know, what, I don't know, insert name of celebrity taught me about uh, yep. what I learned from watching the Queen's speech about Instagram or, you know, whatever. People yeah. can be like, I don't know what that is. if I might know what my favorite thing for 2021 is. The other thing people tend to get wrong with, with subject lines, just to add on to what Rob was saying, is they tend to answer the question in the subject line. So why Instagram is the number one, way to grow your email list. Oh, I don't need to open that email anymore because I know the answer to the question is Instagram. <laughs> like, there's no reason. We have yeah. a thing called the date test where, for subject lines, which is you've got to imagine somebody's on a date with the hottest person ever. You know, like you're on a date with somebody, super hot, like Rob or somebody hot, right? <laughs> so imagine you're on a date with someone and their phone, or your phone, so your, your phone's face up on the table and you're you're getting on well they're laughing at your jokes you're laughing at their jokes you touch their hand they touch yours you have a little giggle it's all lovely and then it's all going so beautifully well and your phone flashes up with just the subject line of that email the question is will the person go hang on a second i've got to read this email if they will (laughs) it's a really good subject line.
0: Yeah, that's nice. Let's wrap up on that. That's a good little note. Um, So listen, if people want to learn more about email marketing, connect with you guys, see what you got going on, follow you, whatever their tickles are fancy, um, how do they get in touch with you? Where's the best place for them to look?
1: Yeah, well, you can call Kennedy on (laughs)
0: 0772.
1: I'm going to be, I don't want to be presumptive, right? But I'm going to assume that you like podcasts. Uh, And if you do, then you could definitely check out our podcast. It's called The Email Marketing Show. It's every single week. One week it's me and Kennedy. Then the next week it's me and Kennedy with a guest. Then the next week it's me and Kennedy. Then it's me and Kennedy. Well, you get the idea. Uh, And basically, we talk about all things email marketing related, everything you can possibly imagine. It's a lot of fun. It has the world's most annoying podcast theme tune that will be lodged firmly in your head for a long time to come. So if you like what you've heard so far and you want to hear more ramblings and amusement like this, uh, then definitely check out the email marketing show. It's on Spotify and all the podcast places. Cool, cool, cool.
2: Yeah. And if you want to come and uh, hang out in our community, we have a free Facebook group, which we created to chat about how do you implement this stuff or where do you get your questions answered? Because we understand that your business, your situation is different. You're at a different stage. You're thinking, okay, this is great guys, but how do I implement this for myself? We don't want to leave you high and dry with that. So we created a community and we called it the Email Marketing Show Community. It's a free Facebook group. We're really good at email marketing, but not very really good at naming things. So we just put the word community on the end of the email marketing show. I don't get sort of, sort of. <laughs> that. But yeah, so so if you go to Facebook and look for the Email Marketing Show Community, and actually, actually And on the way into the group, if you want to get our daily emails, which are funny, inspirational, give you tips, um, on the way into the group, one of the questions that you don't have to answer, but you can if you'd like, is would you like to receive our daily emails? If you put your email address into that box, you'll start receiving our daily emails. You'll see our getting to know you sequence in action and all the other stuff that we we do. But like I said, it's not essential that you join our email list to join the group. We would just love to help you out in any way that we possibly can. Sweet.
0: Awesome, guys. I appreciate you both taking the time to uh, be on the show and just share your insights. I think uh, the people listening will find a lot of value in it. So thanks again. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning into the Change Creator podcast. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to get access to free downloads and other great resources that will drive your business forward.